I don't know what to do. I'll listen to covers in the dark. We're living in a podcast and giving off reviews. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against each other to find out just what's good. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my blood-sucking co-host. Turn around, co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. This is the closest we've been to each other in a month. But still, still over the internet. We are both in the same province. We are, yeah, provincially the same, but municipally different. (laughs) This is true. This is true, and uh, to celebrate that, but not really, we're doing uh, Blind Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, released in 1983. This is a dope song. This is quite a ballad. Like as far as '80s ballads go, this is this is up yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's like def, like decade defining. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it is a, a huge ballad. It is written by Jim Steinman. It's like, I don't know how yeah, you who, get more. Who's famously the songwriter exciting. for Meatloaf? Usually, at the very least, "Bad Out of Hell." Yeah. And I guess two and three probably. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting with this uh, album. There was there was a rumor that it was originally wrote, written for Meatloaf, this song. And I, I think that rumor was actually started by Meatloaf, because I have a quote here from Bonnie Tyler where she says, Meatloaf was apparently very annoyed that Jim gave that to me, that being Total Eclipse of the Heart, Tyler stated. But Jim said he didn't write it for Meatloaf, that he only finished it after meeting me. And then uh, we got Jim Steinman saying, I didn't write Total Eclipse of the Heart for anyone but Bonnie. Plus, I mean, it's obvious. He's he said this is a vampire song, and Meatloaf is not a vampire. He's a werewolf. So, exactly. I mean, that's it. Wouldn't make any sense, really. It's, yeah, it's completely incongruous. Um, yeah. So the original song was uh, titled "Vampires in Love," <laughs> <laughs> and Steinman says uh, that's because I was working on a musical of Nosferatu, the other great vampire story. And he says, if anyone listens to the lyrics, they're really like vampire lines. <laughs> Which I definitely would believe that from the music video. In oh, particular. yeah. It like clicks with, with the music video, and then you kind of hear some of the lines, and you're like, oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't really know about. The, I haven't read it in terms of like vampire. But I imagine you'd have to have the full version. To get the vampire Yeah, lines. well, the full version does have a, a bonus verse, which is, the full version is seven minutes and two seconds long, and they decided to cut it down to... To, what to is, a what mere is four and a half. A mere four and a half. And so a fun fact is that a total eclipse generally lasts seven minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, So the how original version that? is 28 seconds short. On being a, a total eclipse. That's right. And Bonnie Tyler actually performed this song on a cruise during the eclipse that happened in 2017, August 21st. Right. I do remember that, like, reading articles about that. Like, I can't imagine, like, I wonder how much you'd have to pay. That seems like it would be expensive, but I don't know how big Bonnie Tyler is right now. Like, what's a Bonnie Tyler ticket go for? Yeah, it's, uh, because, like, 
Spotify was like, oh, this song eclipsed all of her other hits. But I was like, she's got a couple other ones out there. One of them, weirdly enough, is a country hit. I don't know that song. I know I've heard, uh, is it called Holding Out for a Hero? Is that the full name? Yes, that is the full um, name of that, that, that banger from Shrek 2. Yes, the, yeah, that one. And also, um, back in high school, when I was doing, mm. like, tech technical theater i had to do oh, some yes. stuff for the for the da- dance show and right. that was like the theme was heroes or whatever and oh man did i hear that song so many times it's oh, uh, boy. yeah it what else did they have did they play what heroes by david bowie oh i wish oh uh, really no, <laughs> no of course they didn't did they play the band gym class heroes yeah, I don't. I only remember hearing "Holding Out for a Hero" over and over again. Honestly, did they play "No More Heroes" by the Stranglers? <laughs> I, I also wish I would have actually known that song. Yeah, that song's tight. Kind of is. It's one of those ones I forget about. Yeah, um, yeah. So Bonnie Tyler's original name is Gaynor Hopkins. So that's fun. That I can fun. see why and that's maybe not the best stage name. Yeah. But like Bonnie Tyler's know. definitely. You could go mononymous there. and just be just go as Gainer. Oh yeah, Gainer's a great like... name for an athlete, like a, a bodybuilder. Yeah, you'd have to maybe change the spelling, but like <laughs> if you only ever spoke to people, it would work. Yeah. So yeah, her first uh, hit was a 1978 country single called "It's a Heartache," and so Tyler, after that, kind of pushed in a direction she, she kind of sought out jim steinman after she saw about out of hell performed live Which she's like oh this is fucking cool so she said i felt they were pulling me too far into country music and i wanted to do other things yeah and one, well yeah, it's no, kind of interesting like even what it's saying like with when she was first talking to jim steinman she was saying like he was comparing her with like john fogarty yeah, Which, I I mean I kind of get that if she's coming from a country-ish uh, background, and she's kind of raspy too, um, so I, I that makes more sense now. But I was reading it like John Fogerty, like I guess a bit. Yeah, then, it threw me off at first, but yeah. yeah, he clarifies that. He says her voice isn't pure or smooth. It sounds ravaged, like it's been through a lot. It's what rock and roll is all about. It's a pretty rock and roll vocal. It yeah. is. Um, there's another interesting thing about these two meeting is that he played when they met at his like studio apartment. He played two songs for her, I believe. Um, I'm trying to find which ones it was because one, one of them of was them a CCR track. Is Have you ever seen the rain? Yeah, it's right. And the other was I, what the I don't fuck know the song going through the motions. Yeah. What Alex? Are you putting on some bondage gear? What's going on over there? Oh, I will stop playing with the zipper. <laughs> Yeah, I was coming up a lot in, on my bondage uh, gear. It's already uh, on. I'm episode, just messing with it in a previous episode. So okay, I, I just keep fidgeting with things though. on my desk, and apparently you get, like, it, a fidget you cube them. or something. Yeah, but maybe that'll make sound too. That's the problem. That's true. Um, damn it! What the fuck was the other one? It was going but through it the motions. Matter. The point is it's called going through the motions. That, I don't know that yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know the one either. But he said if she hadn't liked either of those songs. He would have passed on her. <laughs> no, that's what she said. That's what she said. Is that just what she th- she stated? So, so, so I don't know well, if that's actually I think true. She said like, that he said. Oh, maybe. Is uh, that, that might be my. Uh, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway. So um, one cool, more meatloaf fun fact. Uh, she stated that she had had she not liked the song Simon played for her, he would have rejected Tyler's invitation to collaborate. Okay. So she said that. Um, yeah, Rory Dodd, who is the backup vocalist for Meatloaf, is also the male vocals on this song. This is a neat little fact. And he's Canadian. Is he Canadian? He's from like Ontario. He's from Get Port it, Dover. Port Dover. Yeah. Which is like pretty like down by in like Great Lakes area. So like south of some of the United States. Hmm. Yeah. Neat. By Lake Erie. So I got some other quotes about how awesome this song is. Let me tell you this. It was the fifth billing best fifth best selling song of nineteen eighty three. The song made her the first and only Welsh singer to top the Billboard Hot 100, which is uh, like a narrow category, but hey, cool. Um, Steinman says of the track, it was an aria to me, a Wagnerian-like onslaught of sound and emotion. I wrote it to be a showpiece for her voice. And Tyler says, I don't like songs that anybody can sing. I like songs that need a lot of energy. It's such a passionate song, and it builds all the time till it finally comes to a real climax. It's incredible. It's definitely a big song, and I have to imagine it, it stresses or, or puts her voice to the test. It's, it's, a big, it's a big thing to sing. Well, yeah, it's tough to get that sort of ragged voice and still have it sound pleasant. Yeah, like she's not missing notes. She's just got that like raspy sound. Mm-hmm. Nominated for Best Female Pop Vocals at the Grammys. It's the UK's third favorite 1980s song, according to a 2015 poll. I don't know what the first two are, so don't ask me. Cool. The song was shortened for radio play. At its peak, it sold 60,000 copies a day. Which is pretty good. That's insane. Sound, sounds like a lot to me. At our peak, we had 900 downloads in a month. How many days do you think that is, though? Like, yeah, really? like how long was the peak? Because what was that it was like, just at one its day. Peak, one day, it sold sixty thousand, and then the next day it sold thirty thousand. I, I mean, that's a lot too, I guess. Yeah. But whatever. So it was number one in the USA, South Africa, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the UK. Hey, Greta, have you ever heard a song called uh, "What Is It?" It's a heartache by Bonnie Tyler. No. Okay. Nobody knows that Bonnie Tyler song. Except Not Wikipedia. one person. It's the, it's the third most downloaded song on uh, or streamed song on Spotify, by but it's like way behind, one and two. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't Total Eclipse of the Heart bear on that twice as like the radio cut first and then the album cut? That is true. Although the album cut is in fourth place and much lower, which I get. I didn't like the album cut as much. It's my problem is my favorite cut is the, the music, one the music video. video? Yeah, and yeah. that's a little different too. So that's like a third, but similar to the to the radio version, right? Yeah, because here's my thing. Here's what it drops. The what the radio version drops that upsets me is right at the end. The when Rory goes, turn around, bright eyes. In the music video, he keeps going. Right. Yeah. And, and in the nice like fun. extended version, he goes for a long ass time. Possibly too long. <laughs> too fucking long. <laughs> Although we should probably start talking about the lyrics then. Yeah, let's let's jump into these lyrics. Mm, please. All right. We start at verse one, which says, turn around. Every, Every now and, now and then now I get then. a little bit lonely. Greta, what do you think this line's about? So this line's about having a lot of friends. No. <laughs> 
says every. I guess we got to read it with the second part, which says every now and then I get a little bit lonely, and you're never coming around. Yeah, it's coming because around. I guess she's a vampire in a mansion, and and head vampire is le- like, is she a vampire or is she like a vampire like what what it's like thrall? Yeah, that's the question, right? Is that so? She just hangs out at the at the like castle on the cliffs and just like waits for dracula to come back all the time is that what this is about it could be that also as like a vampire you generally just have your lair right and probably spend a lot of time waiting there that's true i didn't click i know you're not talking about the music video yet but if she is a vampire and then all those kids are growing up is she stuck in the same spot yeah, cause she wouldn't. I mean, She's yeah, kind of. Aging. Yeah, did you catch that? I caught, um, so to speak. So to speak. Okay, so that's all you need to know. Yeah, she said <laughs> so. They all grow up, and she's caught in the in the eclipse, so to speak, is what she said. Caught in the eclipse, covered up. Of the heart. Yeah, heart. I I see what you're going, and then there has to be there's the third interpretation, which is this is just a woman in a relationship. Right. We should probably go with that because he like like the music video has the vampire angle, but like I think we should probably try to go as general as we can for now. Yeah, I I think we can juggle both interpretations if we try yeah. here. Well, um, we're and then so we juggling. have the constant repetition of the male vocals saying "turn around." Is that like a from a, from a vampire perspective, that seems to say to me that the vampire is behind you, <laughs> like a horror show kind. Watch of thing. out, the va- But like she's in with the vampire, no? Yeah. So it's totally cool that the vampire is behind her because uh, mm-hmm. vampires are sexy and, and desirable. You, you, like generally, your shadow's behind you, right? And a lot of this is about love in the dark. So the shadow is is what's behind her. She needs to turn yeah. around because the shadow with, with is her. there. Yeah, because she's not looking in the right place. I don't know. Okay. She said, then the next line is, every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Again, because she's lonely. And she's crying, but also she has heightened hearing abilities. Right, so it's it's painful. So she can hear tears. (laughs) Or she's just, it's the sound of crying. I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's just a poetic way of saying I'm, I'm getting tired of crying. And it certainly is get, that. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have gone by. Which would su- suggest a non-vampiric sort of aging philosophy. True, true. And also, just, and we've talked about this, the idea that uh, you've you've passed your prime or whatever. Comes up a mm-hmm. lot in, in songs, it turns out. And this seems to be in the context of a relationship and maybe asking themselves if they have wasted their time being in this particular relationship that is maybe not super healthy. Yeah, definitely has a darkness to it. They feel alone. They're not around all the time. It's painful. And then they're wondering, if I leave this relationship, the the best of the years are gone. What am I going to get now? Yeah. This This was a time before MILFs. Before Tinder, was so it? There, there did was we the... not have milfs in the early eighties? <laughs> I don't think. When did the term milf come into play? Uh, we're gonna have to look Ameri- this up. Oh, yeah. According to Greta James. What? 
Uh, apparently came up in uh, American Pie. Stifler's mom. That was the origin? That's the origin story. History. Uh, an acronym the, the concept history. predates the term, as exemplified in The Graduate, 1967. <laughs> First documented in internet news groups during the 1990s. So yeah, the term didn't exist. There was there were no MILFs before <laughs> before the 90s at some point. My god, yeah, the 1999. Yeah. In America, <laughs> where, where John Cho's character was simply credited as MILF guy number two. Milf guy number two. Hey, I share a birthday with John Cho. Hey, congratulations. How about that? How about that? Um, it's a lot older than I thought he was. Anyway. So yeah, she's nervous that she's not going to finalize love again because she's, she's an older woman, I'm guessing. Which, so like which, 30. You know, ancient. Like a vampire. <laughs> exactly like a vampire. And then she says, every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. Which is a great vampire line. It is and a good also vampire a great line. Love song. Line. Yes, because in a vampire, vampires can mind control with a, a, a glance if you make eye contact. That's right. But also, it's ju- it's just that she feels better about scary things when she has a person who looks not scared. I assume. Yeah, and that person. I mean, because she's clearly worried about the relationship, but when that person is there looking her in the eyes that worry's gone even though that relationship isn't technically the best right it's just the contrast of being alone being lonely getting inside your head and worrying about like what's going on what might happen am i making the right decisions and then you're with people and you're like well this is fine actually there's no this is okay seems Mm -hmm. better because you're not so stuck in your head anymore in my experience then we get to what what genius is calling the refrain, except for a guy who says, uh, "This is truly a pre-chorus." That's the annotation on this. Yes. <laughs> uh, which great, thank you. I mean, I was I calling it pre-chorus that. because refrain seems like a weird thing. But like, here's the refrain, here's the chorus, here's the, like, yeah. can you have both? Yes, but except this pre-chorus leads into a verse. That is true. It leads into a verse, but not in the. Uh, radio edit. Okay. The radio edit oh, so only has one verse. That's right, because then we get this one. Okay, okay. So the pre-chorus so, the, yeah, the, the is turn around bright eyes, which I, I think we're playing with that, this idea of light and dark. So the eyes are the light in her life. Yeah. Because when she sees the look in the other person's eyes, she uh, doesn't feel terrified anymore. She feels safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, she's, I, then she I says, every now and then I fall apart, which is uh, just an honest honest thing to say. No, she says it two times. Mm-hmm. Just so, to reinforce it. So then is the turning around her say, telling the other person to turn around, which is just the metaphor for her being able to see this person's eyes, which is basically like expressing that she wants this person back or around Literally yeah. around. This turn around was actually like be around. Yeah, it's like you don't don't turn your back on me, you know. Ah. It's the opposite of don't answer me by the Alan Parsons project. Please answer me. <laughs> <laughs> Please break the silence. I need to win. 
Um, yeah, and so every now and then, this kind of stands in contrast to that line in Gloria by Umberto in the Laura Branigan version. So just by Laura Branigan where she's like, yeah. I think you're headed for a breakdown, so like, keep it on the down low. Yeah, don't tell anyone, jeez. This is literally Bonnie Tyler screaming. I, I, every now and then I have I'm having a breakdown. A breakdown. <laughs> ah. Turn around. It's beautiful. It is. Should we talk so, about the verse that is not in the radio edit? Yeah, let's talk about... Let's. Yeah, why not? Why not? And so she, every now and then I get a little bit restless and I dream of something wild. Something Turn wild being like a, a different relationship or just vampires or <laughs> werewolves. I don't know, Kinky man. Kinky sex stuff, says Greta. What? Werewolves? <laughs> Sorry, I threw a lot at you there. What does Greta say? She said kinky sex stuff. Yeah, it could be kinky sex stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, it might just be like... I mean, the entire first um, first verse is her getting a little restless and talking about like all... like examining her life and wondering if, if it's all been worth it up to now. So maybe mm. it's just that. Right. Well, yeah. Her The first one, she gets lonely, tired, nervous, and terrified. And in this yeah. one, she gets restless, helpless, angry, and then again terrified. And terrified again. So that's almost the refrain. Mm-hmm. So it's, it seems to be fear is what's keeping her in this almost. Yeah. So she She's dreams of something fear. wild. Now I'm thank God we've got genius on these next two lines. Yes. So it's it's, it's every now and then I get a little bit helpless and I'm lying like a child in your arms, and your boy over here is kind enough to let us know that <laughs> this is your a simile. Boy. <laughs> this is a simile. Wow. Thanks. That's, he really is my boy. Thank That's you. my boy. I, I say. Yar. And so like if she is a vampire thrall, it's. It could be a, a sort of cheeky nod to the possible age difference between the two. True. Uh, and then if she's not, if it's just straight, she's just using the idea of a child as as a, something that is, well, she says helpless, something that's helpless. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, she, and particularly, again, when in contact with this Vulnerable. person. Yes. Also, when if, if a vampire was holding you like that, they'd probably be biting you. Maybe. Vampires do bite a lot. Unless they're in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, in which case sometimes they just shoot their hand into you. Yeah, and sometimes they just, like, shoot their veins That's out right. and bo shoot blood at you. Although I don't know if those guys count as vampires or not yet. I think they do. I think they do. Okay. Because they're also not supposed to be in the sun. That's true. That's true. Okay. Fuck yeah. Um... <laughs> Then we go, every now and then I get a little bit angry, and I know I've got to get out and cry. Get out of the house? Just, like, or away just like from the thing. The now, I'm wondering, yeah. the first verse is all about, like, her being alone. Mm -hmm. And then it, and then the second verse, I'm wondering if, if other person is there now. But I don't know about the restless thing. I don't know. Does yeah, that it's Does that make sense? because we we got two lines that are them being there, and that's the look in your eyes, which was in the first one, yeah, and line like a child in your arms, and then the look in your eyes in the second one again, and I guess the the first and third part of this verse are not specifically saying that person is there, so maybe not. But maybe the third line does link directly to the second, 
So when I'm That's lying true. helplessly in your arms like a child, I still get angry and I've got to get out of that grasp and go ball my eyes out. Whew. Knocking things oh over. Oh my god, Alex, are you okay? Uh, I survived it. <sighs> Barely. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe these verses are like alone and then when the person comes back, there's still problems, even though they feel better about it. Yeah. Not 100% on that, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe once we get to, not the refrain slash pre-chorus, but to the chorus, which we are now on. Which we are things. going to dive headfirst into. Exactly. And I need you now tonight. And I need you more I than ever. I need you more than ever. And if you only hold me tight. And uh, they'll be holding on forever. And if they are vampires, they could literally hold on forever. But it yeah, doesn't have to me, be... Holding me tight would again be like a vampire biting into your neck. Could be, yeah. If you hold... Because it's like, hey, you got to turn me into a vampire. It's like in... Uh, that movie, What We Do in the Shadows, oh, where like the one yeah. dude has a thrall, and she's like, so uh, I would just really like to be a vampire now. And then he's <laughs> like, ah, oh, we'll do that later. Yeah, that's right. Except that's maybe a, a... this is less comedic. Yeah, it's, Maybe. It's more I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe Jim Steinman thinks this is the funniest fucking thing in the world. Maybe. I don't claim to know I Jim Steinman's mind. movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh, I actually haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, I only bring it up because Jason Siegel's character in it, one of his goals in life, which he like completes at the end of the movie, is to like stage his uh, vampire musical using Muppets. Oh, right. You know, I have heard of that, but I haven't seen it. I believe Jason Siegel actually like wrote that independently when he was like not doing super well after right uh, in like he's kind of in a slump and then he wrote that and he brought it to whatever what's the director's name um, that dude yeah well, what's the guy um, Jim Steinman oh the guy uh, who does uh, the movies Judd and, Apatow and, yeah Judd Apatow and he's like dude no <laughs> so they threw it in at the end of this movie I don't know if that's a Judd Apatow movie or not. Yeah, I would not be surprised if it was. Yeah. Anyway, but they have a professional relationship. So, vampires is the point. Vampires um, is the point. I need you now tonight. I need you more than ever. You know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. that's saying that despite all these ups and downs she's kind of been talking about, like, right now, she is. She needs that love. She sure does. But also, from the non-vampire standpoint, it could be, I mean, holding on forever, that's just like an an exaggeration. That's just hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just melodramatic romance. Yeah, which this entire song is, so. Yeah, and does it very well. Oh, yeah. What up, buddy? You got any hot takes on uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart? (laughs) We haven't talked about it yet. Do you know, what's his name? Jan Wayne? Uh, What about, uh, who's the singer on that one, Alex? Uh, Le- Lena Mart. Lena Mart, do you know that? Mart. Mart. What good are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's done much. We're just going about the lyrics on the original now. Did you know this song's about vampires? It's originally written as a vampire musical song. Yeah, by Jim Steinman, the guy who does Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Alex, what line are we on? Uh, we are talking about, uh, and we'll only be making it right. Right, because we'll never be wrong together. This is we'll like the linchpin line. Yeah. yeah. I really like... 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Tell me what you really like. Oh, I really like the way they like cut the verse in half here, even though it's like the middle of a sentence. We'll never be wrong. And then like together, like fires into basically a different section, even though it's yeah, still chorus. That's, you know that's it's a technique wild. you see more often in rap than you you see in traditional pop music. Yeah, I guess I guess that is kind of a familiar thing. I'm thinking of like backseat freestyle. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, when he kind of like changes the the rhythm frequently, sometimes. In yeah, the we even got that thought. in Feel Good Inc. last week with the line about shit. <laughs> shit. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, what was what is it? Chocolate attack, and then he says, "Shit, I'm stepping in harder this year." Shit, I'm stepping in harder. Th- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is, that is a good point because it really does break it up in a in a very interesting structure. Yeah, because we'll never be wrong. So again, this talks about the sort of. Uh, like unhealthy nature of this relationship Mm -hmm. because she's saying even though there is something technically wrong about this relationship if we just go for it and you know hold on forever it'll be right yeah maybe it'll be right in the end but the love is still casting a shadow all of the time yeah that's right do we talk about them taking it to the end of the line is that just another hyperbolic romance Thing. I think so. That's just like the end of whatever. I, I've never known that to mean anything specific. Okay. But I feel like uh, it's something that comes up in songs. So maybe it's referencing something or something like that. But it's a phrase that I've heard in music but never in real life. Was the end of the line just a lifeline? Maybe. Because there's that song by the Traveling Wilburys, The End of the Line, where it's literally like, you know, everything's going to work out in the end. Well, yeah, usually you, you hear Maybe. it in, like, action films are like, this is the end of the line for you. I guess so. Yeah. I, I would think so. It, it's, it's just a weird... It seems like a weird context to me, but it gets used this way a lot, so maybe not. Yeah. So your love is like a shadow on me all the time. One, the vampires time. live in shadows. Yeah. All the Two, time. Two, um, this, this love is confusing her. It's what we get in the next line. I don't know what to do, and I'm always in the dark. She's, to quote another song, Lost in Love. Please do. That's what I just did. Oh. <laughs> do you not know that one? No, um, I'm struggling to think of what it is. It's, What's it from? Ooh, baby, Lost in Love is how Is it called Lost in Love? I think it's called When I'm With You. By? Fucking Alex, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't recognize I'm with it. You. Ooh, baby, something. Come on, really? Um, well, it's not ringing any bells right now, but sometimes... It's a power ballad I... by Canadian arena rock band Sheriff. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I've never heard of that band. I should have known. It's by classic Canadian arena rock band Sheriff. Here I thought I was quoting, like, I thought it was going to be Ario Speedwagon or something, something. at least. <laughs> Aria Speedwagon. Yeah, the, Speed the best rock band of all time. Um, your love's like a shadow on me all the time, all of the time. Echoed. Don't know oh, what to oh, do. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. Yeah, that's, is that is like nice. the height of like melodrama um, like metaphor. Like, we are in a powder keg, there are sparks, there's going to be an explosion, but also it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Yeah. Because you talked about rap songs earlier... This mm-hmm. whole section reads like a rap song, right? You know how they have images, visual images, always in comparisons in rap songs? And this is all it, right? It's like the powder keg and the sparks and 
you have it again in the with the eclipse of the heart obviously as well it's like very visual and you could say that it influenced all the rap songs that use that type. yeah i believe that what do you think about that alex that sounds plausible to me it is very it does have that it's a lot of like going back and forth between like a concept and then an image yeah that's i would like to hear somebody rap this now that's very I, cool. I'm not going to do it if that's what you're implying. Yeah, 100%. That's tight. There's no rap cover. That's disappointing. Isn't that? Hmm. It's, it's up to us, Alex. We got to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Look for that someday. C- coming soon to you, a white boy rap duo. Well, my brother did take a rap linguistics class, so we'll see if we can get him to do it for us. Oh, sweet. If we can get a feature by Jeremy, hell yeah. yeah. We're in the business. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's talk about this post-chorus, Alex. Once upon is that a time. real term, post-chorus? Well, it's played after the chorus every time they do the chorus, so... I guess. It, it's it's almost like a bridge, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just happens after the chorus. So, I don't know. So it is, once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. There's nothing I can do. A total eclipse of the heart. So hey, that's the title of the song. Yeah, I know, man. Isn't it nice when they fit it in? Um, so this Once Upon a Timeline timeline, um, <laughs> definitely works with the idea of, like, um, of the vampire thing, because it could have been, like, a very long time. Like yeah, Once Upon a Time, a, a long a classic, time ago. classic, like, folk tale, fairy tale kind of line, you yeah. know? It was all about love. And, of course, it also fits in with the heightened melodrama of this mm-hmm. song, uh, even in a non-mystical context. Uh, but it is going, there was love, and now there is stress, and all the things she listed in the previous verses. But she feels powerless. Mm-hmm. And that is a total eclipse of the heart? Like, the lack of power? Or, or I don't know. What does that mean? Yeah, is that because her, like, her love is surrounded in darkness now? Right, the love is casting a shadow. So her heart has a shadow on it because of of the, the yeah. state of this relationship. And so the, the two lines, falling in love, falling apart, seem to really specify the shift from light to dark and the nature of the relationship. And she's falling in both of them. Yeah. Which is a thi- is there's a word that means that, but I forget what it is. When you can be like, mm. I'm falling in love, but also falling apart, like... You're doing the same verb, but you're actually doing two different things. That's right. There's a word that means that I learned it recently, but I've forgotten it. So Fuck, cool. Alex. I want to know that word. I'm going to try to find it one day. And there's nothing I can do. So, like, there's this helplessness in, in love, right? Like, yeah. they say you can't choose who you love, that kind of thing. <laughs> it has been said. Here. Then we get the once upon a timeline again. There was light in my life. Now, there's only love, there's in, only the love dark. in the dark. Nothing I can say. A total eclipse of the heart. Uh, um, once upon it, so there was light in my life. This is like, again, in terms of being a vampire song, very obvious imagery. Yeah, I mean, it's still all like light and dark and love and and helplessness. It's the same idea as the first part, just stated in a different way. Stated in a different way. And like the line, now there's only love in the dark. It's like, I can only get this sort of dark love, this love that is not joyful, but is 
is damaging. It tears me apart. And then we get an instrumental interlude that goes... Yes, there's an extended instrumental part, and they say, turn around, bright eyes a lot. Yeah, and then well, they, yeah, so, and then we get to another verse, which isn't in the radio cut, but is in the, the long version. She says, every now and then, I know you'll never be the boy you always wanted to be. Implying that there's some downfall of the other person as well? Yeah, because well, they are clearly flawed in their own ways. Right. Maybe they haven't achieved their goals. Maybe they're a vampire who can never be a child again. Because regular people can become children again, but not vampires. Of course. That's how vampires work. <laughs> That's we exactly all know how that. it works. Although, if, cause if, if they are a vampire, they might look like... If we're, if we're expanding our range of what a boy is from, like, just a child to, like, young man mm -hmm. and he's a vampire so he'll look like a boy forever right. but he'll never be the boy he wanted to be okay and also calling him a boy implying some level of vulnerability related mm -hmm. to the feeling like a child from before that's right now we're just seeing vulnerability in the other person yeah, and then he said, but every now and then I know you'll always be the only boy who wanted me the way that I am. That's a romantic line. Uh, Yeah, or at least it's another part of the, like, maybe insecurity of, like, well, no one would want me but this person. Like, like yeah. uh, why would I end this relationship? Because it is it is the only, like, I could never love again or be loved again exactly you're the only one mentally ill enough to love what i am which is a vampire oh 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 one two verse three can you imagine it? yeah can you imagine if she was in love with the count verse one <laughs> verse two <laughs> verse three and we're on verse three Line seven? I don't know. Um, every now and then... Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I know there's, there's no, one, no in the one in the universe as magical and wondrous as you. And she's talking I, about Walt Disney? Uh, she's talking about, yeah, or like the mouse. <laughs> I don't know. Um, every now and then I know there's nothing any better. There's nothing any better. There's nothing that I just wouldn't do. I Which assume for this other person. A more generous lover than Meatloaf. I don't wonder Meatloaf was mad by about this one. It made him look least, like shit. Like, by at least 30%. Like, 30% <laughs> better lover than Meatloaf. Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler. Or, no, wait. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, like, the no one in the universe is magical and wondrous. Again, vampire line, very obvious read. Yep. In a more traditional sense, it's, uh... Still feeling like this person is amazing, even though... Um, we don't yeah, necessarily their believe very that anymore. Apparent flaws. Yeah. And then Maybe there's just nothing any better. There's sorry. nothing that I just wouldn't do. We kind of already talked about that. Yeah. And it's then the rest of it is uh, repeating the chorus and such. Yeah. Oh, well, you, don't forget the line, forever's gonna start tonight. Oh, you're right. Which is a fucking great line. Yeah. It's uh, sung well. Now, this is additional what's what's your take on it um it's it's a, it's on a base level it's just an interesting play on the concept of forever which is 
We don't know that. We can't understand that. But we right. know what it's like to start something tonight. We know what it's what starting something is like, right? Um, uh, for the most part. Yeah. So it's just like forever's gonna start tonight. We the re- the rest of forever is. It's the first day of the rest of our lives. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of statement. So, yeah, I, I would take it as like like that, basically, saying, well, everything's going to change now, you know? Whereas that's not really a guarantee. It's just something you maybe tell yourself. A lot mm-hmm. of you like, well, it's going to be different starting now because of whatever reason. Yeah. And, of course, vampires can live forever, depending that's on right. who you ask, so... I want to see this vampire musical that Jim Steinman was working on. Yeah, it might be awful, <laughs> but I would like to see it. But if, if if some of the songs are even half as good as this song. Like. True, it was around like the right time. It was like Bad Out of Hell era, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, essentially this is a melodramatic love song about vampires. What else do you need from us? Well, I don't know. We've just spent the last like 40 minutes talking about it, so I think they've got enough. I think they, they, You think they have it? Should we talk about the instrumentals or the music yeah. video? Um, let's talk about the instruments first. Okay, we got we got like some some organ on this bitch. There's some organ. It well, it opens with like a like a solo piano. Yeah. Do, do, do. And then it's just going back and forth between the turnaround and then the lyrics of those the verse. And then yeah. uh, there is a bass on this actually. But I feel like there's not much bass. Like no, it, it just does, in. like, a, a note and a slide up or yeah. a slide down. It does some, like, slides, and there's parts where it's, like, a little bit more slidey around and interesting. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just does, like, fours. Um, and then there's that <laughs> sound. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like that clacker kind of thing. Yes, I had to look it up. Now, I've talked about this sound before, and I've not really mm-hmm. known what it is. I thought it might be that, I forget what it's called now, the, the jawbone thing. Yeah. But apparently, well, there's some discussion. We don't really know. Because apparently when she does it live, it's like uh, a sample. But a lot of people seem to think it was castanets. Mm. But like alternating hands and like not necessarily something you could do without training. Okay. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. So I I could believe that. It sounds about right, but I, I don't know. Yeah. So the song's basically comprised of like the the low down piano section that yeah. slowly builds into your big fucking choruses with these big yeah. like explosive drums. Um, I heard sleigh bells at one point. I didn't even notice that. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like this is uh like an orchestral piece almost, which yeah, will come up later. Big. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and the chorus is, like, massive. For one, there's, mm-hmm. like, three different parts. Like, if you look at the lyrics, it's, like, pre-chorus or whatever you want to call it. And then the chorus, which itself is kind of broken into two, at least, sections. And then the, like, outro or, like, not outro, but bridge or post-chorus or whatever, which is another yeah. thing. So it's, like, there's the build-up and then there's the whole huge, um, uh, chorus, which itself has another build-up. And then there's the, like, come-down that'll bring you into the verse. So it's quite... Quite a bit. Uh, quite a big thing. Yeah. And it's crazy that amongst all these like bombastic instruments, that Bonnie Tyler's voice is still the thing that comes out on top. Yeah, it's really the voice that, that guides this piece. I mean, it's he's called it like a show piece, I think. It's definitely like a vocal show piece. Mm-hmm. 
particularly for Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. And it's interesting that in this this that that is very much Bonnie Tyler's song, she's not even the first person to sing. Yeah, it's kind of funny. They got that like call and response thing at the start and she's kind of responding. Yeah. to the call. But maybe that's part of the like how the like relationship is sort of symbolically. Yeah. Maybe. Even though Maybe. she's this this big force, she is being put in the back by a fucking Rory Dodd. A fucking vampire. A well-known vampire, Rory Dodd. Rory Dodd. Yeah, I've written the song pretty much starts at 11 and like somehow manages to go higher than that. Yeah, it's impressive. It's, it's, Very impressive. It's like, yeah, like we talked about, um, I think we're alone now, as the bubblegum apotheosis. This might be the like 80s ballad power ballad apotheosis yeah oh, although i'm sure 100%. there's an argument to be made for some other things but this is big yeah well obviously there's an argument to be made for when i'm with you by canadian arena rock band sheriff well obviously <laughs> i don't even know why you felt like you needed to say that <laughs> i just need to reinforce that that's like, i cannot believe <laughs> how fucking obscure reference i made i thought i was being so fucking cool <laughs> Uh, god damn it all right let's talk about the music video yeah dire- it's um, directed by russell mccauley i actually didn't see what else he's done with his life i didn't look up a director um it's a weird music video the music mm-hmm. in the beginning is actually from the extended version like the okay. full-length version of the song but it's a shortened version of the song overall yeah, we kind of mentioned this. This is like the between version of the radio cut and the album cut. Yeah. And Which, so, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm just, it. does it have the second verse in it? it I don't think it does. It must have it, yeah. Because the, the verse I'm really not familiar with is that one about being in a magical, wonderful boy. Yeah, that is definitely a weird verse. Mm-hmm. Actually, the second verse is in the video. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the video features Bonnie Tyler. This is the Wikipedia description. We have Bonnie Tyler clad in white, dreaming or fantasizing about her students in a boys' boarding school. Young men are seen dancing and participating in various school activities and singing in a choir. Yeah, she's just, like, in white clothes, and she's in a white room. And then, mm-hmm. like... That shows the moon. There are crystal decanters. That's so, like, gothic, like, vampire, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it goes to those decanters, like, three times in the span of maybe 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> There's candles everywhere, like, burning down. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And then, like, Bright Eyes walks through the door. It's just some guy with bright eyes. Yeah. There's a lot of cutting. So he's just somewhere else. I don't know where. And then it just shows a guy, and then he looks at you, and he's like, my eyes are bright. Blah. Yeah, so I don't even know. He has literally bright eyes. And then, like, she's running down a hallway. There's red curtains everywhere. Yeah. Symbolizing and each blood. Each one of those doors that the red curtains are, like, flowing out from are just boys. Yeah, they're just guys at a desk. So that one, it actually just looks like a school. But then yeah. there's, like, a kid who's sitting down. He's, like, on a throne or something. Yeah, and, he and then he's got wings. And he throws a dove. And then there's another room. It's just a bunch of guys in swimsuits, and someone throws water at them. Yeah, because sploosh. (laughs) Yeah, really. I'll tell you this. This music video was uh, nominated for at the Billboard Video Music Awards 
for best performance by a female and most effective use of symbolism. Okay, I I can't decode the symbolism very well. I'll admit. She here's my here's my here's my hot take. She is either a had sex with all of these boys, right? And she's a she's a teacher there, right? B she has sex with some of the boys she's because still they a remind her there. of the first boy she had sex with there while she was a teacher. Uh, okay, no, that makes sense. But also, there's a lot of other shit like. Like Some ninjas. of it's just things happening. Like, there's a banquet that yeah, turns into a brawl. Like, there's ninjas dancing. Because think fencing. about it. One of those boys was probably having it having sex with Bonnie Tyler. And I think probably. every other boy, because they're in a boy's boarding school. They're all horny out of their goddamn minds. That's true. She's Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler's one of their teachers. So they she's get into a, a fucking fight. She's a pretty lady. And then, yeah, like, the water getting splooshed on the, the the swimmers is, like, obvious, like, orgasm symbolism. Okay, fair enough. And then you get the vampire symbolism with the red curtains that eventually get torn off at one point. She's sucking the life out of these kids. Yeah, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then there's bits with mirrors, which, like, I would say are pretty obviously introspective. Yeah. But also there's, like, greasers just dancing up up the stairs and then there's yes, some dudes there who jump out in in football gear but like just pads no shirts that's right and like don't forget the ninjas that come out at one point yes there are ninjas that dance which we didn't offer ninja training in our high school no, i feel like I, I feel like that's like i i got gypped if i knew that boys boarding out. schools were handing out ninja training i'd have been there in a heartbeat fucking I unreal wish. Yeah, and like there's a lot of like real like the lights like backlighting that's just like shining at you which mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what that means, but it and it's very shiny. We eventually get a spooky boy choir where all of them have bright eyes. Does that mean she fucked everybody? She fucked all those boys. Okay. And then one of the boys flies at us. Yes. Oh, he flies right at you. He's terrifying, dude. I actually like jumped a little. It's like, "Oh, Jesus." Although, some of these boys are, like, very young. Yeah. So, Bonnie. Come on, got Bonnie. Got some explaining to do. Not cool, Bonnie. It is definitely odd that they, like, took it and, and put it in this, like, boarding school context. Where there's at least implicit I'm, I'm pedophilia sorry, I'm, I'm jumping going the music on. Video, and I think the person who owns the Airbnb is now in this Airbnb. And I'm terrified. Why would they do that? Alex, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still I'm still here. Alex, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Jake. Alex, can you Jake. hear me? Jake. I see your green thing going. I for yes, some I'm reason talking cannot to you. hear you. Oh, I muted it. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, you can hear me now? I've been shouting at you. <laughs> I know. I'm just sorry. I tried to mute the music video. Oh, okay. Oh, we do but it you here. What's going on? All right, so did you hear the part where I said it's weird Ten that they took this song? For what? Okay. What's what's oh going on? Good God. Okay, Alex, I gotta fucking relocate somehow. Oh jeez, really? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting ousted from this Airbnb. Okay, uh, do we need to like pause and go? Yeah, cause I'm I'm not gonna be able to lift all my gear out here. Record later. Should we finish this music video? Is that possible? Um, how there's much not more much do we have else to say about the music video? Like, there's a lot of like weird stuff and dancing. 
Yeah, and uh, so my, my th- yeah, because eventually all the dudes are men like in naked. loincloths. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's just like shaking everyone's hand. I assume they're graduating, yeah. but bright eyes and is only, there. Only one of the dudes has bright eyes, and I don't know. If she seems to hallucinate it, and I think that's her remembering the past schoolboy she slept with, and not this schoolboy in front of her. Yes, I think so. Okay. And then the another dude sings, but he doesn't have bright eyes. And then they walk past her and leave her alone. That's right. Because, yeah, again, like like Matthew McConaughey says, the best thing about high school girls is I keep getting older, they stay the same age every year, except it's the reverse of that. It's the worst thing is they move on, and she has to stay at the school in her vampire lair. Yeah, vampire lair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's the most vampiric boarding school. I haven't seen a lot of boarding schools. Me most neither. vampiric one I've ever seen. Okay, so okay. do you need to... So. I, I, I need to pack some shit up here. I will figure out either I will either sit outside this house and siphon Wi-Fi, or I will use my data and do this traveling. Okay, we'll figure something out. out. I might go I to Boston no... Pizza, Alex. Yeah, find a Boston Pizza, record a podcast there. There's not going to be anyone there. <laughs> this is some worst idea of all time shit. Those guys once recorded a whole episode in a Target. Amazing. Yeah, just find some free Wi-Fi. I, I, I believe in you. I'll be on standby. Send me a message. Okay, I will send you a message. I'll let you know, Alex. Thank you so much for being being accommodating in these trying times. All right, I will I'll, talk to you soon. Good luck. All right, I'll, I'll contact you shortly. Thank you. We're back. We You're in back. a Boston pizza. I've, I'm still in yeah, the same place. Yeah, I've been been removed from my Airbnb because apparently our boss did not want to book the extra day here. So you had to get out <laughs> by eleven or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, how hotels uh, work. Do. I'm told. Yeah, that's essentially how it works. This is an Airbnb, so it's similar but different. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we were going to talk about the London Symphony Orchestra, I believe. Oh, yes, good. Right. I was looking at Jan Michael, but we're not there yet. Not Jan Michael. Yeah. Jan Wayne. So, London Sym- Symphony Orchestra, this yeah. is 1985. Uh, they were one of the kind of the bigger deal of orchestras, according to their webpage, I mean, which obviously London, they would say that. But London, it's a big yeah. place, you know, it's a significant city, so I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the album's called The Power of Classic Rock, which seems odd to me because mm. this is from 1985, so all the music they were playing was like from the last, like within the last like five or so years, or a lot of it, which is yeah. odd that I didn't realize that the classic rock designation had been around. For that long and had referred to things that recent at the time. Yeah, that's. I've always been curious about the word classic and classic rock. Yeah. It's, and yeah, it is the release date of the album, 1985. So it's not even like this was songs from 1985 that they released recently. Yeah, it was, yeah. Weird. Ooh, it's got a medley of Born in the USA and Dancing in the Dark. It certainly does. But, yeah, so what we talked about in the original was sort of the overtop melodrama of the song. Yeah. Which I, I think translates perfectly in this orchestra version. To a, yeah. It's, um, it is the radio edit version. So it only has mm-hmm. the one verse. Um, That's a keen ear on you. I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> or I'm pretty sure it does. I think the length is about right. I, looking back, I maybe didn't confirm that 100%. Mm-hmm. And actually, well, it's I guess longer. Ooh, I wonder I can... if it isn't that. I may have fucked that up. Hang on. 
How long? Because it's uh, it's 6.05. Okay. Yeah, it is. So they could easily have the second. And I'm just noticing that now. It's yeah. also the Royal Choral Society. So, because there is, there must be some kind of vocals on this track then. Not that I noticed. Must be like a, just like a background choir. Hmm. So not like singing lyrics, but rather making, rather what, what closed caption would call vocalizing. Yeah, maybe. I, I didn't really notice anything. Like, let's go through. Like, it, it's very similar structurally. Um, mm -hmm. There's, like, the piano intro, and then they do the call and response, but the, the responder changes. Like, first it's these, like, trumpets, I think, or, like, brass generally. Then it goes to some yeah. strings and woodwinds, I heard. Um, and then the sax yeah. kind of, like, builds and builds, and then eventually the sax becomes, like, Bonnie Tyler. Mm-hmm, and that's a tight choice for the, because not only is it very 80s, but, like, the sax, as we've talked about in the Miles Davis version of Time After Time, right. it's very expressive if you play it right. Yeah, and it's got a bit of that, like, rasp and power. Like, it's it's Bonnie Tyler as an instrument. Like, Mm-hmm. She's a living saxophone. 100%. It's both, yeah, oh my god, perfect. Yeah, she's a living saxophone. Uh, Greta noted that with that brass section, it almost has like a war anthem kind of feel to it. Like, I would call it almost like a funeral dirge kind of vibe. Oh, interesting. And that definitely fits in with the vampire stuff. Mm-hmm, 100%. So, let's see. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of that saxophone, and it does the... Um, does the main vocal for the most part like during the course it kind of trades off a bit like there'll be trumpet and brass yeah. coming in and like some strings as well but by the time we get to the end like the second time they do the chorus it's definitely just saxophone yeah and so like yeah there is like there's still a bit of roughness in the saxophone this is definitely a smoother version right but i think it compensates with that with an even larger sense of grandeur just mm -hmm. with all of the instruments you get strings coming in at the top sometimes you get yeah horns coming from the bottom up up into the mix like right and there's this even one goes pretty fucking hard <laughs> there's even like in the post chorus they play it on an oboe i believe at least the first time so it's like a little bit more mm -hmm. subdued but still like has that woodwind sound um, yeah and that gives it a sort of like uh like old theater kind of vibe to it like an old movie would have that i feel because it has those non-saxophone woodwinds yeah it has like just because like, i think they used to do or orchestral soundtracks a lot for movies yeah. and that's what it makes me think of okay cool cool there's even um it keeps the castanets from the original though if that's yeah what they it are. still has that clicky sound <laughs> or mm -hmm. what, what did i call it that yeah that's what i call it um but also there's one thing that i didn't like that much um and that's mm -hmm. especially in the uh the second like chorus section there's a lot of like uh, little little runs on the on the saxophone and i feel like it was too much it was too busy yeah like it could have like held some of that stuff i didn't really like the way they did that yeah, I think you're right. I seem to... Do you know what timestamp you got for that? Um, I mean, if you listen to, like, the second chorus, let me... See. Yeah, okay, so it doesn't actually happen that much, but I, I thought... I didn't think it really fit. It's I didn't just, like it. It's just like he drags on his part just a couple notes too yeah, long, almost. Even then, like, I could... I wouldn't mind if it was held for that time. I just felt like mm -hmm. when it just was like... Like, I, 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 yeah, I just, didn't... 
almost like, like he's messing up, but yeah. it's clearly not. Yeah, it's not, it's like yeah, it's kind of like it's trailing off. Like it needs to be held up and like powerful and like held and like you know, versus mm-hmm. like that's 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 my biggest criticism of this version is is uh, I yeah. didn't like that particular choice. I'll allow it. I think yeah. that's I think that's a fair criticism. I think I'm getting some pizza bread right now, Alex. I'm pretty excited for this. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so, do you want me to do a quick review on this? It's a it's Boston's pizza bread. I didn't get any dipping sauce with it because I'm a maniac. Oh man, just straight pizza bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty fucking good though. Yeah. Is it like cheese inside? Is it? Is it, is it um, like garlic bread? I think it's just Parmesan cheese on top. There's a lot of garlic okay. on it. Oh, it's good. Um, okay, so yeah, I actually enjoyed the orchestral version. I think orchestral versions can be real hit or miss. Yeah, I, I thought this one was okay. I didn't I didn't really like it that much. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. About, yes. Let's talk about Jan Wayne Please, let's and talk about Jan Mark Wayne. 2002. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Jan Wayne because he has another song it's gotta where be. they say that. He's um, definitely not John Wayne. John Wayne. Um, so this version like totally shocked me because just listening to it the first time, the beginning sounds totally normal, like a totally straight cover, 100%, little bit sped up. That was it. Like I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this is a slightly sped up version. And then suddenly like dance drums come in. And then I was just like, what the fuck? And then like there's this huge drop and I was so like shocked. Like where did this dance version come from? I was very surprised by this version. Yeah, it's yeah the first time i heard it i was like is this did i just get the song on here again except you yeah. listen and their voices aren't quite as like okay as yeah it's, it's a different voice like it's a it, it sounds yeah. like normal and i assume that's jan doing the turnaround part but maybe not yeah i think so and just to be clear he is a german edm dj and producer yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like and let him like there's a bit like a build and like a drop and it's like turn around yeah and then we get I was, yeah. straight into like a very two thousand early two thousands dance remix. Oh yeah, this one threw me the fuck off. <laughs> I know I was it. It was just like not it goes it. from zero to like a hundred, but in a different direction from the original. Yeah. Like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> Absolutely, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's just a sudden like dance beat, and then like. Like does the like like synth yeah and then just the like like that classic noise classic bit where you take the original riff and just kind of change the timing on it yes you just add the like boo and then like it becomes a dance song so yeah it's like that it's it's uh and I mean other than that it's like pretty reasonable they do like some neat like drum roll things with like the synth line. Um, and then, so, the original has, like, an instrumental section. And in this version, they do an instrumental section, but, like, it changes completely. And I thought the, I don't love the instrumental section in the original. I think it, it feels a little out of place. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I, a little I don't drawn out. It. Yeah. Um, but this like does that, but uses that opportunity to just turn it into a completely different like dance song, and it's so weird. It's yeah. Just, like completely different. 
It is a. It does like, take a bizarre shit. Like, it just completely changes. And then, and like this version's yeah. three minutes. So they don't have a lot of time to fit two songs True. in there, but True. <laughs> they somehow do it. Yeah, and and then it like changes back, and then by the time they get back to the chorus, it sounds like I would expect a, a dance mm-hmm. remix of Total Eclipse of the Heart to sound like. So by that point, and they kind of did they did it before as well uh, when they did the chorus, but by that point, it's like it makes sense. But like this is a very like jarring, strange version, and I kind of yeah, like that. You even get things from the original like they do break back to just the piano and vocals at one point as well yeah yeah like it's it's odd it's an odd there's some odd decisions made in this definitely not bad decisions it was like just strange and jarring and and uh yeah it's one of those ones where it's like i'd certainly not my style of cover like it i'm not crazy about this version but yeah talking about it now there's not a lot i can actually hate i know like if you're gonna do like a dance remix in the early 2000s you might as well like throw something like weird and unexpected in there mm-hmm. like i don't know that's um yeah i didn't like love it but i i applaud its weirdness and maybe it's Hell bad yeah. maybe that's bad weirdness i don't know but sure I, I, i'll yeah, accept it. i don't know if we hear hear much like this these yeah. days right that would be your best yeah, like qualifier whether it's a, a good choice or not <laughs> is if people stuck with it well friend of the podcast will like this version so okay um at least friend of the podcast likes will it. likes to party like, yeah he likes to party and like i'm 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 not really against this version i don't dislike it it's just it sounds like old-fashioned to me and like yeah of an era that I've not really ever gotten into the music of. But yeah. I mean, you get some of these classics. Fun. There's some Boots and Cats drums going on, and other yep. times there's, like, four-on-the-floor bass kicks. Yeah, it's pretty classic uh, mm-hmm. dance remix of that and stuff. Let's talk about the music video for this, which was also yeah. made by Jan Wayne. Jan Wayne. So there's not a ton going on in this music video. It's a lot of, like, very close-up shots of uh, Lena. Yeah. And, like, she keeps changing her clothes. Not in the video. Her clothes are just different. She doesn't change yeah, her clothes. Yeah, she's just wearing different clothes in each shot. And she, like, sings and she dances a lot. And, yeah, and uh, it's, like, vertically split into lines. So sometimes it's just, like, pieces of her. And yes. sometimes you catch a glimpse of y- of Jan Wayne That'll in the back. That'll happen sometimes. And then Jan Wayne will be there. But he's, like, there's these, like, uneven vertical bars that are all different images, like, comp- shoved together. So that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was impressive in the early 2000s or not. Yeah, I don't um, know. My bet would be no, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Like, they were doing shit like that back with Umberto Tozzi's music video. That's true. Where he's, like, standing and all this. Like, it's it's not that Just revolutionary. Just squares. Yeah. And I think especially comparing this music video to the one for the original, it's like... You, you, did you even try, Jan? Like... Yeah, really. It's such like a, a, an extensive like story, and maybe there's vampires and like pedophilia, and like mm-hmm. it's very provocative. Whereas this one's like, here's a pretty lady singing in front of a camera. And look, she's wearing different clothes now. Do they symbolize her like different facets of her personality? Oh yeah, is she wearing Probably. black in one and white in another? And then yeah, there's like she has just like her white. Yeah clothes and then at one point she's got like a blazer on with a silver like club shirt like super low cut club shirt it's like sparkly 
and then and then she right. gets like black with like feather boa type. I don't know if it's a boa or just feathers or anything. Mm-hmm. She's got the black outfit that she um, wears for the final. I'm gonna say chorus, but I wrote down verse, but that doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's not that important. This isn't a great music video. No, not really. No, but a, definitely an interesting cover. Let's should we move on to the next one? Yes, we should. We should talk about Straight Outta okay. Junior High. Once upon a time I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. There's nothing I can do. A total eclipse of the heart. Once upon a time you were the light in my life. Now there's only love in the dark. 2004. So this so is So they've a... defined themselves as being stupid music for smart people. Yes, and they're just like a pop punk style group who allegedly mm-hmm. um, started as a joke or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, I don't know. Or a farce, maybe they said. they It was like their like breakup notice when they were breaking up in 2012. was like, we started as a farce and we made it this far. That's great, but we're not going to be together anymore. Okay, bye. It's like, okay. They Fair say enough. that their other part of their bio or like something about their music, I don't remember. It was on Facebook, so they're about kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Which definitely reminds so me of junior high. And definitely reminds, reminds me of Reggie fils Reggie fils yeah. They're not about making games, though, so. Ugh, just get them music. out of here. Just music. No wonder they broke up. <laughs> music that starts, so they start, they jump right into the, uh, like, post-chorus. Yeah, this is sub-two minutes, this version. Yeah, this, this is a minute this is 56 fast. seconds. This is, like definitely like punk from 2004 like yeah so we get power chords we get uh it actually gets kind of more involved in the uh in the i want is it the chorus section it gets more involved at um yeah i think so where they like there's a second guitar that is playing these like arpeggios yeah oh it's in the turnaround section yeah oh right in the second part of the chorus What's interesting in this oh, one no, is sir. two things. One, it's uh, same-sex vocals for both the backup and the lead. Right. And also the lead role does the backup part. He says oh, turn yeah. around bright eyes, and then your distorted voice it sounds does like the, a megaphone. The every now and then I get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like through a megaphone. Which um, is, one, an interesting choice. I think it works really well for the every now and then I fall apart line where he kind of puts a lot of grit on it. Okay, I, I I get that. I see that. But it's it's weird that that line falls in the back because it does not cut through the mix as clearly as the main vocals. Yeah, it is definitely odd that that the uh, the like main line of the song is the one that's now kind of the backup vocal. I switched it around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it means anything, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. And they do it like a slowdown at the end after he says "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Yeah, and the the guitar plays the main every uh, now I'm only falling apart riff. Yes, it does. There's also like throughout this song. I mean, these guys don't have quite the same vocal range as Bonnie Tyler. No, not at all. Um, and they they definitely like compress it in terms of frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, and it works fine. Like it still works out. Um, they do some throw some falsetto in. Yeah, I agree. It's that kind of thing. It's almost like, like um, last week we talked about the Dan Band, 
and we kind of mm-hmm. soured on them once we learned what they were actually about, like who they actually yeah. were. This is like what I thought that was. Yeah, like this 100%. is a better version of that. They're not just like throwing fuck in everywhere. They didn't at all. In fact, I don't think. Um, and like yeah, they're just no. like having fun with like an older song, but like they don't have the technical proficiency to do it in its original form. Or they don't want to do it in that style, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's just adapting it to this other style, and they're just having a fun time. Scrappy yeah, punk Yeah, absolutely. Band. So, yeah. That's why, yeah, like, like I'm never going to pick this one as the favorite, but I think it's fun. Yeah. Let's talk about Trash Pour 4 Trash in 2005. Uh, so is this reggae? It's pretty. Uh, this sounds like reggae to me. Sounds like reggae. It definitely um, has that Everywhere else, like on Spotify, that's listed with trash poor as one word, but everybody else has it as trash space poor. Oh, really? So I wonder if the poor is supposed to be French for four, so it's trash, trash for four. for four. Yeah, maybe. Or um, if they're very bad at just pouring things and they got a, a trash poor four. Yeah, I'm just looking at their album title. The P in poor is not capitalized, but that doesn't necessarily mean mm. anything. Anyway, so this is like a reggae version. Uh, it comes in on yeah, this these like, guys are drum a roll band. with some bass, and they mm-hmm. got like a upright bass type thing. Um, yeah. And then it's just one vocalist who's singing both parts, doing the main yeah. and the backup. And these vocals are so laid back, dude. Everything is so laid back yeah. about this. It's, yeah. And this is like, I hate to be the prescriptive person who says the song needs to be a certain way, but this does not work. I know. It's it's odd. Um but they do have a lot of stuff going on, like instrumentally. It's definitely a, a mm-hmm. different, a totally different take, and probably doesn't work thematically. Um, no, certainly like, not. Yeah, like this. Like I said, there's a skank, but it's like on a like a mandolin or a ukulele. Like it's soft sounding. Yeah. You know, everything is very. And you get these like, little echoey soft, piano yeah. chords occasionally, so it's pretty sparse playing. Yes, and I think the echo also like first it's piano where it just goes like do 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 do, but then I believe it also goes into the guitar, so the strum. And it makes the same, like, ching, ching, mm-hmm. ching, 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 echo sound. So they apply that to a few different things. Yeah. And this is the only version that does all three verses. Other than, That's like, true. That, that we're going to cover. Though you might not realize it because you've fallen asleep while you're listening to it. Uh, but they also have this, like, organ that comes mm-hmm. in, like, every once in a while. And it's, like... Every once in a while, like, it'll peek in. Like, right. And then I think it takes over the skank at one point, but, like, later on. Yeah. And, uh... That's... Yeah. My know. problem with this like is, organs. like, you're right in that there is all these subtle instrumental things going on, and they are right. interesting. I think there's even a, a wood block at some point. But it is still so boring, because these vocals go nowhere. Right. It's very laid back. I didn't find it boring although i'm not sure why i don't know it's because you're it's horny for reggae I'm horny Alex. for reggae and i just love those subtle little piano chords gotta love those and like trills there's trills in this absolutely trilling yes i am trilled 
I don't have another uh, just, joke for that. I couldn't stand this one. Like that's I I listened to it once through to actually take notes. I was like, that's it, never going but back. But yeah, to that. it's like it's super laid back. It's also quite long, but not as mm-hmm. long as it's not seven minutes long, and it's shorter than the London yeah. Symphony Orchestra version. And mm-hmm. they but they do manage to get all the verses in. So I didn't think it was too long, and I didn't um, dislike it. But it's definitely it could have cut it down to a minute. A minute. It definitely doesn't have the like power of the original, and doesn't do the ballad yeah. thing really. But it's it's a very different no. context. And uh, yeah, it's just like I can't understand the lyrics in this context. Yes, it's it's quite and, it's more detached kind of. Like, yeah. It doesn't have the, like it's not there's it's not like a screaming, I need you now. It's just mm-hmm. like I need you now to know. Like it's it's super 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 laid back, so. Yeah, I don't feel the need. I don't think I know, they actually need me now tonight. It's like, you know? like I kind of need you, I guess. But like, if I didn't, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess I need that. So enough about this version. Let's yeah. talk about sleeping at last in 2014. Our sad piano version yes. for this episode. This was my boring version. Every now and then I fall apart, and I need you now tonight and I need you more than ever and if you only hold me tight oh yeah see now this one I actually didn't mind <laughs> cause like um, well so no I, at last this is one a... was fine I didn't think it was that boring actually um, I didn't like this as much though but it was a lot shorter for sure well just a minute shorter so it's uh, Sleeping at Last is a musical musical project led by singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Ryan O'Neill. So it was a group at one point. There was three of them, and they made a few records until about 2009, and then they broke up. And then Ryan O'Neill was just like, well, it's a solo project now. Sweet. <laughs> so he just keeps releasing things under this. And this was covers, including... Total Eclipse of the Heart. Mm-hmm. So for, I'll give him this. I like his voice. It has an interesting tone to it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I don't think I've heard many singers who sound like that. Sorry, sound like what? I think you cut out for a second there. About like that. Oh, that okay. was the ending word. <laughs> I missed that word. Um, I guess it's it's fairly high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fairly high voice. Um, and he also does both the backups and the main vocals but then the turnaround backup vocals move to a violin pretty mm-hmm. early on and then yeah and i think having the the violins come in is a tight yeah. choice i think it helps and to kind of push some energy into this version where it needs it st- but it stays fairly low but still has more of like a build more so than than mm-hmm. the reggae version which is really laid back throughout i wouldn't call this one laid back though um, no, it's just, uh, just that I would it compare starts it to lower. like the Cindy Lauper cover of what what was it? Like the her very soft piano right. one. I'm blanking on what it actually was. It's you've really got a hold on me. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. So yeah, like I'm saying that I think Cindy's Lauper's Cindy Lauper's version is way a much stronger version of low energy that has strong movement in it, despite. Right being in this limited range right but i think he gets a little bit of that in this it's uh it's so so what i've said for this is like it's subdued for sure yeah it stays there's definitely lower like a like a there's a the lyrics translate much better in this than i say they would in trash 4's version because you can get that sense of vulnerability and that sense of longing in the lyrics 
Yeah, it's more of a straightforward, like it's a genre that that facilitates that kind of a thing, where I think sometimes reggae is just like laid back, straight up, and you're like, oh, it mm-hmm. sounds laid back, because uh, it's reggae. Uh, I can't speak for all reggae, but that's definitely something I get from a lot of reggae. No, I'll allow you to speak for all reggae. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm qualified. You just become a, a reggae ambassador. I mean, you like the police, right? They're reggae. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of like little little instrumentation on here. I wouldn't call it orchestration necessarily, because I, I, it's more like a mm-hmm. qu- quintet or something like that. Um, yeah. So there's like like small a on there. like a there's like a bowed like cello or something like that. Um, yeah. That comes in as well, and like it does these like little pizzicato strings too. Mm-hmm. And um, if I could dunk on this singer for a moment. He kind of sounds like it says forever. So watch those <laughs> R's, guy. I forget guy, his name. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Come on, enunciate. <laughs> I'll allow it. Forever and get ever. Get that enunciation going on. I don't care how soft your version is. Um, let's talk about Straight No Chaser in 2017. No Chaser. Turn around, Every now and then I fall This um, is acapella version, quote, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I have some quotes from their webpage that says, If the phrase male acapella group conjures up an image of students in blue blazers, ties, and khakis singing traditional college songs on Ivy'd campuses, think again. And then they go on to further say that Straight No Chasers had an amazing decade. Ten years after turning a collegiate hobby into a recording career that has taken them around the world on tour, the acapella group tells its story through music on one shot. So first they dunk on college acapella groups and then, and then they reveal like, that's what they are <laughs> that's what they are they're just a, a college acapella group that just kept doing it so i i mean that's almost that's like worse. that's like an ad for adult diapers being like if you thought if you, when you hear diapers you think about babies think again <laughs> think again for adults <laughs> now they're for everybody yeah, it's like, shit okay, yourself great. anywhere you want to that's why i wear adult diapers <laughs> You're the boss of where you shit. <laughs> Don't let society tell you where you can and can't shit. That's what I say. <laughs> Fucking society. Fucking society. So we got nine dudes on this track. Nine dudes. Are Bam. there nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten microphones on the cover? What? Oh, shit. Maybe there is ten dudes. There's nine in the picture I looked at. Anyway, anyway. I'm sure there's a revolving... Um, membership yeah maybe there's a revolving cast but uh it's, i find it weird that it's an all-male cast it kind of puts the straight no chaser name in a different light <laughs> but, but no like, homo <laughs> yeah this is straight no we're homo. just a bunch of dudes being pals don't worry about <laughs> it what's better than this it's a bunch of dudes being pals all right pal what do we got here acapella so i'll say about this I like the backup singing on this. I think they do a lot of good ambiance stuff. They're like harmonies? Song. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, boom, 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 boom. Like, there is a spookiness to this version provided right. by the vocals not doing the lead part. And one of the things I thought, um, so I've mentioned in the past that I sometimes acapella just seems like really silly because it's a person doing like a, an air guitar solo. You know, mm-hmm. the first yeah, part 100%. of this, like the first 
part, like, I want to say half, but I don't know if it's half. Um, they don't do that very much, and it's very focused mm. on the vocals. And, and the instrumentation, the, like, vocal instrumentation is very sparse. And I actually really mm-hmm. liked that. And then they add more as they go, which kind of has yeah. more of that feeling. But uh, the, definitely the beginning I thought was, was cool because they didn't do that very much. But yeah, then later I think on, it was definitely smart. Yeah, and then later on, they do it a lot more. But they actually like get like drums in there. I think there's actually like mm-hmm. percussion and instruments. So they're not like yeah, there is actual instruments acapella, but they do sometimes have a rhythm section, even though they are vocalizing the rhythm section in the first part. That's right. Yeah, I think that's it's good to show that kind of flexibility. Yeah. So I thought, and yeah, I think the. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. The parts they did do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. <laughs> I actually, uh, I thought this one was pretty decent for acapella. Mm. I, yeah. I wasn't crazy about the lead singer. It just didn't. It was more like but clear and doesn't have the like raspiness. Yeah. Maybe just again. It is just maybe too musical theater for me. Yeah, it's it's pretty like clear. But he's he's a pretty decent singer. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he's in a vocal group. Yeah, and like he's okay, uh, but I definitely prefer all the parts around it. If we could take him out and get a stronger lead performance in there, I think this would be something a little more just rock a and roll. Phenomenal version. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of rock and roll. Oh man! Speaking of symphonic speaking metal. Of symphonic metal. Although, did this version have any symphony in it? Mm, I don't know, but they are a symphonic metal supergroup. Yes. So this is Exit Eden. <laughs> Which are, as you said, a symphonic metal supergroup, um, mm-hmm. and it's basically so it's four. The American yeah. singer Amanda Somerville, who is in Avantasia, and apparently Alice Cooper at some point, in a group called Epica, HDK, Kisk slash Somerville, Aina. I might be saying it might be Aina Trillium. Aina. We got the Brazilian singer Marina Latoraca, who is from Phantom Elite. The French singer Clementine Delani who is Delaunay, probably, Visions of Atlantis, and uh, formerly of Serenity, and featuring, no, wait, sorry, this person's also part of the band, German-American singer Anna Brunner. As well on this track, we have Rick Altsy, who is a Swedish metal singer. And he's doing the, like, ma- the like backup vocals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. So this, yeah, this is definitely, like, a metal version, and it gets that uh, power down that's for sure as metal yeah. does what i found interesting about this version though is i still think the original goes harder yeah yeah i, I mean she has like that raspiness to her voice that really mm-hmm. sells it i think and these are like yeah super like well-trained professional like singers slash i think in some cases like vocal coaches like they know like the technique they've got all that down and it's like polished Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know how Bonnie Tyler is with technique, but that rasp is definitely like kind of off the books in a way. You know, yeah, that's like a, that's something you can't teach, maybe. And you're right, because with this one, it does sound polished. It sounds operatic almost, which is typical of the genre. Right. Definitely. But you can't that. have that polish for this version to really slap. Right, and yeah, it, yeah, it does have the power, but uh, I can definitely see 
not having that kind of ra- vulnerability from the raspiness or like mm-hmm. that almost like the voice isn't cracking but it almost has that that character to it and it really adds that yeah, like, personality to uh to the the performance and yeah they definitely don't have that but they're they're like too good maybe or not necessarily good but yeah. too like technically proficient exactly and some things even like the drums are not as wild as they are in the original although i will say this they have a ton of double kick at the end they go wild with mm, that double yeah, kick absolutely. it's all double kick all the way down baby but just particularly comparing like the uh, the transition from verses into like a pre-chorus or post-chorus or chorus like in the original you get these big varied ones whereas in this one it's just hitting two drums constantly it's like, dun, 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 right dun, it's dun, more just dun, like a power dun, dun. like power metal of like driving the beat without necessarily having yeah. too Yeah I feel too like much. that comes up short of what the original manages just by throwing in a little variation and having a little more space between and just like i don't know the original i guess is more organic whereas this one feels definitely like a polished technical piece right but at the same time well maybe this isn't that's not the best place for that phrase anyway um they're symphonic Mm -hmm. like metal supergroup, but this isn't really like i didn't notice any like symphony instruments yeah i didn't notice any symphony this was like pretty straight guitar metal piano drums yeah so I mean, it, it's odd, especially considering the original has so much instrumentation, or has That's more right. like stuff going on, um, and we've heard it works well with a symphony, so it it's odd mm-hmm. that they uh, wouldn't do that. Um, I was kind of expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what I would say about this. I just had the thought and I lost it. There's, I think they needed to go either more instruments on this like really bringing that symphonic metal attribute right or like dip down the other way strip it down and really push the the metal vocals right that's definitely like pushing the vocals is definitely uh something that has worked like it worked for uh which one did i say i guess that was straight no chaser i said when mm-hmm. they had some i mean obviously they're an acapella group but they had that focus at the start and uh it works yeah and yeah, so that's what I have to say about this. I will say this because I have kind of ragged on it. Right. They do have cool vocals. Yeah, I mean they I do. Just... They do a decent job. If if you like metal mm-hmm. covers of things, it's a pretty straight metal cover. They even throw in the second verse, uh, cut the third, uh, because uh, I mean the third is kind of the lamest verse anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't love the third verse. I mean, I'm not. I'm not married to the third verse. You know, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, two is enough. Um, so enough verses and and there's a there's a music video yeah which to me felt very similar to the uh the atari's boys of summer music video oh yeah yeah just like random symbolism that didn't really mean much of anything yeah i i agree it's but did you watch their other music videos no i did not okay so if you go to their website it has all of them on it and it's very clear that they have like one costume for everybody and what like they rented a mansion or something and just filmed all of their music videos they're all exactly the same really like it shows them in the like main area playing with the four vocalists lined up and the band in the back um for some of it they're doing their like sweepy hand motions in their like corsets you know 
and then there will be like shots of them in different parts of the building or whatever singing very strongly at the camera and and like it's just that like it's everyone like it's you can tell they're singing different songs but that's all of the videos are like the same okay that's that's disappointing because they really re- like with that concept. We all have one costumes. We were running out a mansion for the fucking weekend or whatever. Yeah. The, the day, like it would be so cool, especially because it's all from the same album to make a like a sort of interconnected story. We just talked about gorillas last week. If they did something like right. that in a tight enclosed space, it'd be fucking incredible. Right. Yeah. No, it would be interesting. And then you could like maybe tell a story. I mean, it's all covers. Fine. You can still tell a story mm-hmm. there. Uh, or even if you're not oh, yeah. telling a story, it's that like situ- kind of situation where it's like maybe your limitations will breed something, like something will come of it, right? But no. Yeah. They're all just, uh, as far as I can tell, that is not the case. Except there's one part yeah, where there's a pensive but... shot of like a butterfly or something. Mm-hmm. Which, it's funny because yeah. the women are all in costumes, and then the dudes are just like in wife beaters playing instruments at the back. <laughs> They're just like doing their metal thing. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to this video. No, I wasn't crazy about it. Should we move on to our final song here? The last version, which we're coming last back version. to Bonnie Tyler. She apparently re-recorded this in 2019. Is this she's the re-recording on this track? Sorry? I guess she's credited here. Yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's Bonnie Holy Tyler shit. with Smith Musics. Yeah, who is an alien. Who is an alien. He's a grown man who believes he's an alien. Sweet. Um, and this is... This definitely has the feeling of, like, a dance remix. Um, obviously... Oh, yeah, it's bon- like a chill dance remix. Yeah. It's definitely, like... I have, um... In the past, uh, we, we talked about, like, Kygo remixes. And even one that I really yeah. liked. And this is like that, but I don't like it as much now. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they throw in, like, another just, like, little synth riff that is, like, their yeah, riff yeah. that Thank you. they try to, like, push. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this one... It's, yeah, this little chintzy trot pop synth. Trap, pr- trot pop, that's the word. Yeah. And it opens with a kind of, like, it sounds like a picked guitar kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And we get some, like, finger snaps for percussion. It's one of those, like, tries to sound organic, but it's really not. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, Bonnie Bonnie Tyler's vocals come in, and she's very, like, auto-tuned in this. I'm mm-hmm. assuming yeah, that's just an effect. I didn't even believe it was her. Yeah, I didn't realize it. Because, like, when I was just putting this on, like, loop, listening to it, and I didn't even look at the artists all the time, didn't even notice it was Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. And, and she it's... has said, sorry, she has said before that nowadays she sings the song like better like she's Mm -hmm. because she's better at singing now so it's less she said less husky when she sings it now so that was interesting Mm. so i wonder if she doesn't have that same raspiness i would expect some of that though john fogarty touch yeah she still sound like john fogarty yeah i wonder i should have looked at a live version i didn't even think about that yeah that would have been interesting but uh let's see sorry this is a this one's lackluster. It falls short for me. There's nothing attractive about it. 
it mangles the only good part of it, Bonnie Tyler, by putting her through a bunch of filters. Yeah, I I agree. It was like, it's not as, not as exciting. I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all there is to say about this. Should we go into our, our final wrap up here? Um, let's see. Do I have anything else? Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's got that solo. That's it's kind of mm-hmm. like a synth solo. One thing I thought was kind of weird. Not weird. Sorry. Interesting. To of note, I noted yeah. it. Um, you noted it. Um, it sounds like it's being played on like a capacitive surface that you can like slide your mm-hmm. finger along. Um, I don't know okay. if it is, but it, like almost like uh, like you know, like the stylophone, where like yeah. it's, like the whole surface is continuous, but like when you switch between um, like the key outlines, it just like suddenly switches to the next note. So like you can kind of glide, but it's still like a hard change between notes. Right. That's what I thought of in this one. Interesting. But uh, I, I don't, don't have anything to add to yeah. that, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. There's nothing else. I just thought that was. It kind of sounded like that, and maybe it's all digital. I don't know, but uh, yeah. could be something like that. All right. So let's let's go into our final review. Three categories, as always: worst version, best version, and uh, you know, the one most likely to appear in a vampire musical. Ooh, that might be difficult. Okay. Um, worst version? Hmm. I mean, I think maybe it's just because we just talked about it, but I I, I think it's the Smith Music's remix. Because, like, comparing Mm -hmm. it to the Jan Wayne version, the Jan Wayne was, like, weird and unexpected, and this was just kind of, like, straightforward and uninteresting. Yeah, like, the Jan Wayne one sticks in my mind way more than this one. And, like, for me, the worst really comes down to this one and the Trashport version, which I was not a fan of. But... The Smith's music one takes a, a great thing and ruins it, like the original great thing, right. <laughs> and mangles it. Whereas the, the other one is at least working within its own styling. It's at least trying, right? Absolutely. So yeah, Smith Music's has got to be the worst version of this. Sorry, Smith Music's. Also the newest version. Maybe you are an alien. Hmm. Yeah, because you don't know what good sound sounds like. Sound sound. All right. Um, You heard me. So, best cover. I'll tell you this. Good sounds. Saying sound twice in a row is not a good sound. Sound sound sound. Sound sound sound. So, Um, yeah. So, let's talk about best version, Alex. Besides the original, obviously. Besides the original, of course. Best cover. You know, I feel like I liked but didn't love a lot of these. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's not like last week where a lot of them were actually, like, exciting and good and fun. Yeah. But I think... Probably the most for me. Um, you know, this is kind of n- unexpected. I, I, I didn't, but I've come to this conclusion now. I think I really liked this straight out of junior high version because it was like what I wanted from that Gloria cover, right. but didn't get like what I thought it was, but it wasn't. Now, this is like the fulfillment of that promise. Just right. like a quick, punky version of like an 80s, um, a huge 80s song that's just like kind of a fun thing they did mm-hmm, 100% you know what so, yeah. I said I wasn't going to give the best to it but looking at all these covers like it really is like it stands on its own ground it knows its strengths it comes in and out very quickly and it has a little fun with it yeah I like. I'm going to give it to straight out of junior high as the best cover version <laughs> alright there Absurd. we go 
contradicting Wait, tell me about yourself. It's okay. Alex. You can edit. You can edit that one. Uh, you can pretend like you didn't contradict yourself. No, because I'll of leave technology. It because of technology. Um, so the most likely to be in a vampire musical. Mm-hmm. Well, the most musical theater one is definitely Straight No Chaser. Yeah. But I feel like Sleeping at Last is a close second. So, oh, you got some solid choices. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to Straight No Chaser because I know they would do that and turn it into like this big piece with a like, huge chorus. But I feel like it's either that or Sleeping at Last. For mm-hmm. sure. And what yeah. level of production are you thinking here? Are you thinking like... Like a like Broadway stage thing, or are you thinking like done as an original High School Musical? Well, I mean, I, I guess that's the difference. Like, if, if it was Broadway, then I feel like it would have to be Straight No Chaser, because those are like the mm-hmm. guys who would like they'd get those guys to do it pretty much. And then like, but if it was just like uh, something someone wrote for High School, it would ironically not be Straight Out of Junior High. It would be Sleeping at Last, because well, except mm-hmm. a less interesting version of Sleeping at Last without all the extra instruments. It would just be piano. Yeah, just be piano. I wish I could add to this, but I think you've knocked it out. I think did those we, are the correct answers. Did we just unanimous on all three? I think we did, yeah. Amazing. A, Look at this. Is there, do we have a, a prize for that? Um, the Jan Wayne Dance-Off Prize. Yep, that's it. The Jan that's Wayne the Dance-Off Prize. The Jan um, Wayne Unexpected okay, Dance-Off. Uh, a quick bonus segment for you. What's the best song with the word morning in it? Uh, d- uh, does it matter which word morning it is? No, I'm giving you a free free reign on this. Okay, well, I can't think of any morning as in, like, like uh, funeral morning songs off the top of my head. Right. Um, Sunday morning. That's the one that's in my head right now. It's literally Sunday morning. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Sunday morning by, uh, by the Velvet Underground and Nico. Son of a bitch, Ox, we can't be unanimous Damn in the it. bonus segment, <laughs> that's, too. <laughs> that's the only one that uh, I, could, I could think of. Uh, the only other one I could think of is Good Morning by the Beatles, and that's not a good song. I like that song. Doesn't I matter. Mean, um, like, on Beatles scale, it's not a great song. <laughs> other songs with morning in them, I'm just, like, trying to work off the top um, of my head. And I don't work well off the top of my head. Monday Morning by uh, Fleetwood Mac. A Monday morning, you should look fine. Um, morning, 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 morning. I can, uh, you was can, it? Oh, um, you... good morning, Kanye West. I like that song a lot. Oh, that's a good, good one. Morning. That's a banger. Ooh, it's a good song. On, I'm gonna do it's a good song. Quick, quick Actually, Google I think morning. I might even like oh, that. I might, I might even like that. What's better. the story of Morning Glory, the album by Oasis? Well, that's also, also a, a line, that's that a line from, um, Bye Bye Birdie. Mm. Yeah. What's the story? Morning Glory. Um, I think that's, I think that's all. Hey, what about Morning Moon by the Tragically Hip, Alex? I don't know that song. Well, it's an album, it's a song they have, so. Oh, Shape uh, up. what is it? Bob Cajun by the Tragically Hip? Yeah. I believe it contains the word morning. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, shit. Left your house this morning. I'm connected to Bluetooth on both my phone Order and my, my laptop. That's too much power. Could have been the Willie Nelson. Could have been the one. Um... Okay, I think Willie that, Nelson that's, is that's we're locking that in. Good morning by Kanye West and Sunday morning by the Velvet Underground. Yeah. With but the runner-up being Bob uh, Cajun, the Beatles' that's... Good Morning. Yeah. Bob Cajun, the title is clearly does not have morning in it. No, it doesn't have to be in the title? 
Yes. Or in the song. Oh, sorry. It contains the, the word morning in the song. But the, I, the I, title, I went yeah. with the lyrics. I feel like okay, we could really enough. expand it. Yeah, we, we don't have that kind of time, Alex. They were loading up this section of the Boston Pizza, so people are not going to be happy with me All for right. much longer. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think we just finished recording. I think that's it. That's, that's That's been another episode of Cover Me. I've been your host, as always, Jake Cressy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Jake the Cressy. Uh, that's J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y. At some Alex Wise guy. Talk to us. Hashtag Cover Me Pod. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or your favorite podcasting app. I was thinking about getting us an email address, but we'll have to talk about that later. Um, as we always say on Cover Me, get the covers out of Boston Pizza, man. What are you doing in here?